The title of the Sashin, the 10-day Sashin at Great Vow Zen Monastery in October for many years has been the ancient way, longing for the ancient way, walking the ancient way. And this year it's the ancient way to sanity. <laughs> sanity in an insane world. The ancient way. What is this ancient way? that we have longed for and walked. What is the ancient way? For this 2020 Autumn Ango, we're holding in our hearts uh, Dogen Zenji's fascicle from the Shobogenzo, the treasury of the true Dharma eye. The Shobogenzo is called, or it translates as, and we're holding in our hearts the fascicle Gyoji, Continuous practice. Continuous practice opens on the great road of Buddha ancestors. There is always unsurpassable practice, continuous and sustained. It forms the circle of the way and is never cut off between aspiration, practice, enlightenment, and nirvana. There is not a moment's gap. Continuous practice is the circle of the way. Accordingly, by the continuous practice of all Buddhas and ancestors, your practice actualized and your great road opens up. By your continuous practice, the continuous practice of all Buddhas is actualized and the great road of all Buddhas opens up. Your continuous practice creates the circle of the way. Your continuous practice creates the circle of the way. So what is the way that Dogen is talking about? So what is a way? If you look up way in the dictionary, there's two main definitions. Both are nouns. A method, manner, custom, or fashion, way of talking, way of acting, way of dressing, way of dancing, way to learn a skill, way to cook a meal, way to learn a language, way to get a job, way to be a parent. And the other noun is road or path, way to get from here to there, the way to Klatskanai, the way to Mount Hood, the way around the world. So road or path, method and road or path. And in our practice this week, we've experienced both kinds of way. There's the method. We've been employing concentration, mindfulness methods, mindful eating, returning over and over again to the sensation of the hands. And sashin in itself is a method. The forms, sitting, orioki, bowing, following the schedule, and then there's the road from here to there, um, beginning with a busy mind, practicing, mind settling down. Um, mind is more concentrated. My mind is less concentrated. I'm, I'm, I went backwards on the road, uh, employing loving kindness. My heart is more open. My heart is less open. So the way of here and there, getting from here to there. 
And we come to practice with, with the idea of way in mind. I'm suffering, I'm stressed, I'm confused, I'm lost, and I want to, want to be kinder, more open, less stressed out, more me. What is the way out of this? And the Buddha talked about this. He talked about the way from here to there. The first noble truth is we have difficulties, stress. He described the problem, dukkha, friction, unsatisfactoriness of life. The second noble truth is that this happen, why this happens. It happens because of clinging, a kind of thirst for, for what we want and aversion to what we don't want. Uh, and the third noble truth is there's a way out. There's a way out of this cycle of unsatisfactoriness, nirvana. And the fourth noble truth is called the Eightfold Path. We could call it a way. The Eightfold Path is a way, being ethical, right livelihood, right concentration, having energy and determination, right view, right action, and so on. The Buddha way. The Buddha's way. And this is very much grounded in cause and effect. If I do this, then I get that. If I, if I live in accord with the precepts, if I live in accord with the Eightfold Path, then my life goes a lot better. The, and uh, as one of our chants go, those who live by following this path know victory wherever they go, and everything for them is safe. These are the highest blessings. We can see this for ourselves. And, as, and sometimes it's not so apparent and people reflect that back to us. They say, oh, I noticed. Notice that since you've been meditating, <coughs> something's different. So the Sangha reflects this. So again, cause and effect, karma is real. And the path reflects this. We we know that as we, as we practice, it's not, a, it's not a, there's many curves, as uh, Shunda Aoyama uh, talked about. She referred to the 99 curves, and that uh, it has its ups and downs. It has its lefts and rights. It has its detours. But as we engage in the practice, our, the mind does begin to settle down. And if we take a step back from maybe a whole, from a period and just look at from the beginning of Sashin or the beginning of our practice, there is more space, there is more quiet mind. But there's a trap and the trap is the way is not abiding in tranquility. Don't mistake quiet mind as the destination of the way. Something I have to keep and protect. I have my quiet mind. How do I keep it that way? How do I 
one of the traps in practice is to hang out in tranquility. But Zen practice is about engagement, engagement from quiet mind, wholehearted engagement in our life, and from quiet, spacious mind as best we can, imperfectly, a quiet mind that is continuously, wholeheartedly engaged is our practice. Zenju Earthland Manuel is a Dharma heir of, of uh, uh, the Abayo says Dharma heir of the Buddha's teachings. She studied with Zenke Blanche Hartman in the San Francisco Zen Center lineage. And Zenke Blanche Hartman is in our women's lineage. Zenju Earthland Manuel speaks poignantly about this engagement in, in her book, The Way of Tenderness, Awakening Through Race, Sexuality, and Gender. She says about the, the uh, call of tranquility, to be good people, we tend to bypass the messiness of our lives in order to enter the gate of tranquility. Can the gate of tranquility really be as we imagine it? No matter which way we approach peace, it seems we must cross the burning threshold of human conditioning to enter it. So before we leap to the universal, the true essence or spirit, why not start where we are as human beings? We must carve a path through the flames of our human condition. We must see it for what it is and bow to it. Not a pitiful bow, but a bow of acknowledgement. By acknowledging our human condition, we acknowledge that we might not know how to end hatred and that we are not superheroes. We are human beings. We must see it for what it is, the messiness of our life without rejecting, trying to cut out parts of ourselves we want to become large so that we can hold and embrace those parts of ourselves, not cut out all the parts that aren't quiet. This is an important point. Those of you who are doing your retreat at home and especially working or with family members, get to practice with full engagement and uh, see what happens with, with the quiet mind, engage from quiet mind. Can we engage with this, 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 next, 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 pay the bills, crying child, work is texting, and then the next thing, and then come back to practice when we can. Engagement in accord with the way, engagement with, in accord with the way things are. So, method, engagement is method, Engagement as path. Oh yes, there's also the way as, as an adverb. Adverb is, I thought it was enlightenment experience, but it turned out I just drank way too much coffee before the morning sit. <laughs> and I was just jittery. Um, that is also part of the Sashin way. <laughs> I had that. <laughs> I had an experience early on in practice with like early Sashin, 
and I was sitting there and I was way too caffeinated at 3.50 in the morning and we'd been like doing moo chanting and koans and it was freezing cold in here. And I started to like think, I was like, I think my third eye is opening. And, uh, it, and, and, uh, and it was just like, there was this pressure point right in the middle of my head. And I was like, oh man, this must be it. And it turns out it was just like really dry skin. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like pulling. Um, so anyway, way too much coffee is also part of the path, part of the Sashin path. So we talked about way as method of getting to know ourselves, of concentration, um, and also a road. Things progress, things flow. Dogen is emphasizing a different kind of way, way as a verb. And it contains, he doesn't reject, it contains path, it contains method. This is way as being, as activity. The way is not separate from the doing of it. So one way we can do this as we encounter Dogen's continuous practice is changing it changing the verb from continuous practice, which is a noun, to continuously practicing. By your continuously practicing, the continuous practicing of all Buddhas is actualized and the great road of all Buddhas is opening up. Your continuously practicing is creating the circle of the way. Continuously practicing. So as you chant it or read it, Read it as continuously practicing. It's not a thing. It's not a destination. I'm continuous, continuously, I'm, there's continuous practice and then there's not. It's engagement, it's action, it's verb. The way is a circle. In Dogen, Dogen points out the way is in circle. So it's not a, the destination of from here to there, although it contains that. Of course, we, there is a progression that happens. But he also says the way is also a circle. It doesn't have a beginning and it doesn't have an end. At lunch, we chant the Genjo Koan from Dogen Zenji. The Genjo Koan is also translated, often translated into English as the way of everyday life. One of the most potent stanzas is to study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the 10,000 dharmas. To be enlightened by the 10,000 dharmas is to free one's body and mind and the body and mind of others. No trace of enlightenment remains, and this traceless enlightenment continues forever. So let's read that a different way. Studying the Buddha way is studying the self, which is forgetting the self, which is being awakened by as everything, and awakening by as to everything frees everything.
To study the Buddha way is to study the self. What is the way? That is our question. So Dogen Zenji says in his, in the circle of the way, that the Buddha way is to study the self. So what does this mean? So uh, Shohaku Okamura is a Soto Zen teacher from Japan and a Dogen translator. He translates, um, he, he does some of the, the, he's a renowned translator into English and he is a teacher in Indiana, originally from Japan. Uh, I heard him, an interview with him once where the interviewer asked him if he was happy when he was finished with a translation. If he had done a translation and he was asked, is it, is it, he sa- is it satisfying? Does it make you happy? And he said, no, I am sad. And he says, why are you sad when you, <laughs> when you finish? And he says, because I know how far off it is from the original. And so, so, so this study, it's interesting to know the Japanese. The original Japanese word translated as study in these sentences is narau. Narau originated from the word nareru, which means to get accustomed to. So we have this idea of study as, you know, taking notes and figuring it out. uh, Nareru, which means to get accustomed to or to become familiar with, to get used to, or to become intimate with. So Narau, this study into study the self, refers to more than simply the intellectual study of something. This type of study, Okamura goes on to say, is not simply an intellectual study, although of course human beings do use the intellect in the process of learning, but the accumulation of knowledge alone is not enough to allow us to learn to fly if we're a bird. That is not enough for us to live truly and genuinely. In the same way that flying is the essential activity that enables a bird to be a bird, studying the self is the essential activity that allows us human beings to be human. A human being is a living being who needs to study the self in order to to thoroughly become human. So to study the self is to become more and more who we really are. And that is by becoming intimate with, accustomed to, familiar with. Remember early on we talked about appreciation, appreciating the breath, appreciating the sensations of the body, appreciating our wide open experience of presence. 
To study the way is to become intimate with our life as it is. And that there is a forgetting that happens. To study the self is to forget the self. What does this mean? What does it mean to forget the self? So yes, there is the aspect of practice that's seeing how our mind works. The hindrances, the conditioning, the patterns, how we get in our own way, the dukkha, the first noble truth, knowing the territory of the mind, not identifying with our thoughts, not believing them, disidentifying, having distance, seeing the play of thoughts as they arise, seeing how we get hooked. This is knowing the small self. It's useful. It's important. <laughs> it's important to be an integrated person. It's, an imp- it's important to take care, of, take care of this small self that, so that it can engage with the world in ordinary ways. And there is this over and over again forgetting of the small self by our continuous practice of zazen. It's the, it's the, the inner critic arises and then the breath, the a hindrance arise, there's the breath. Oh, oh no, I'm sleepy. And then sleepiness becomes, opens into the sens- to senses, sensations. It's not a story about tired, it's there's heaviness here, warmth in the body. What is it made of? So forgetting the self is forgetting the story about the, what is ha- the sensations or adding to it, there's more here by becoming more and more intimate as Okamura was talking about. This is the letting go we talked about yesterday. Dogen from Continuous Practice. If you have a home, leave your home. If you have beloved ones, leave them. If you have fame, abandon it. If you have gain, escape from it. If you have a field, get rid of them. If you have relatives, separate from them. If you don't have name and game, stay away from them. Dogen is talking about letting go of the self. He's not talking about selling your rice field. He's talking about letting over and over again, letting go of letting go of the small self, seeing through it. It's the letting go that we talked about, opening into everything. This is the forgetting that, he, that he's talking about. Okamura goes on to say, we see that the self does not really exist in the way that we think it does. Everything, everything, the self is empty in its self-being, so we forget the self. 
even the self that is studying the Buddha way should be forgotten. The self forgets the self in the activity of studying the self. This is what we do in our zazen when we open the hand of thought, when we let go. In zazen, we let go of everything that comes up from the self, including thoughts, feelings, and emotions. We truly let go of everything, including both our selfish ideas and our understanding of the Dharma. In one, in, he, he goes on to say, from, an, from this perspective, within this letting go, everything is accepted and nothing is negated. In Zazen, everything is just as it is. Letting go of thought is not killing thought. Thoughts come up moment by moment, but we just let them go. Thoughts are there, but in our Zazen, we don't think. We just sit. Within just sitting, everything is just as it is. To study the self is, to study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. So we talked about how the Buddha way is intimacy. The studying of the self is becoming intimate with our experience. And in that, there's a forgetting of the story of our, of our not a negation of it, but a changing our relationship to it and opening up to more and more of our experience as opposed to um, our, small, uh, our small self and the hindrances. We're able to open up into more and more of our experience. So to study the self is to forget the self and to forget the self means being enlightened by the 10,000 dharmas. So the 10,000 dharmas are everything. Wholeheartedly, continuously practicing bit by bit, awakening moment after moment. And this method and the path and way too much coffee are the circle of the way. I'd like to end with this quote from uh, the Tao Te Ching, translated by Stephen Mitchell. The master keeps her mind always at one with the way. That is what gives her her radiance. The way is ungraspable. How can her mind be at one with it? because she doesn't cling to ideas. The way is dark and unfathomable. How can it make her radiant? Because she lets it. Since before time and space were, the way is. It is beyond is and is not. How do I know this is true? 
I look inside myself and see I look inside myself and see this is how I know it's true. So please continuous this continue this beautiful practice of zazen of presence of continuously practicing. And look inside yourself and see thank you.